Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. <laughs> welcome back to Zoe Levie podcast. This is episode three, as promised, is here again on Thursday. And as I reminded everybody um, yesterday on my social media platforms, today is Netflix review of Afterlife. Afterlife, um, the comedy series that's on Netflix, two seasons, and it's created and written by Ricky Gervais. So I'm going to give a brief intro about what it's about. I warned everybody that I'm going to do spoilers. I hope you had a chance to watch it or even just kind of get a gist of what it's about. It's so refreshing. It's for me, I just think it's, it leaves me feeling so many different emotions, but they are all so intertwined, so lovely um, and lovingly that, um, and then it just makes you think about a lot of things about your own life and relationships that you have. Um, so just to give a brief um, intro about that, um, before I do that, I wanted to again thank everybody that has been listening so far to the last two episodes that I've done, the feedback, the even just like your personal experiences with a lot of things that I'm talking about. You have no idea that how that encourages me every single time I need to do this. And also, thank you, thank you, thank you for um, about 140 views on YouTube. I'm so blown away. Um, I apologize for the sound. Um, I had just put my kids or my kids to bed and I was trying to not make too much noise so next time I'll probably try and do it during the day but what I'm going to do with YouTube I won't have a schedule for it I'll just post stuff as and when um, I come up with something I found that it was a lot of pressure for me to come up with content and one of the things um, my sister Chabs mentioned like it felt like a pod- visual podcast which I don't want it to be so I need to rethink that um, and I was just being honest with myself like I can't have it like that like I need to rethink what I want the YouTube channel to cater to if that makes any sense anyway so afterlife um so afterlife is a dark comedy dark jokes um you really have to have a really good sense of humor to to just take it in and take it for what it is um it's created by ricky Gervais, and it's he plays a character called tony whose life is turned upside down basically um because he's recently lost his wife to um breast cancer and so his wife lisa and if any of you have watched his other series derek on netflix it's also so lovely and some of the characters that you see in afterlife come on they, they're not this they don't play the same characters but the actors are say uh, he carried them over into um into, into from derek into afterlife so it's very nice to see all those people come up again um and as i said she dies from cancer so i'm not gonna talk about cancer the c word that's what my youtube um episode is about so if you want to hear about my feelings towards cancer and death um of a loved one from cancer go ahead to my zoe lavizet um instagram page and click the link in the bio and that takes you straight to my youtube page um and then you can listen to me rant on about cancer so anyway moving on so basically tony the character um he kind of falls into this anger and into this um sadness and and depression because it's like he he feels angry at the world that everybody else didn't die but lisa died and i think we all feel that when we lose a loved one and things like that like why not that person it's really evil to think but sometimes we kind of think um 
you know why did it have to be this person to die and etc so he basically retaliates against you know his workmates people he meets on the street um his 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 postman just different people he takes it out on them basically because mm-hmm. he's so filled with so much grief and loss um basically i'm gonna give you what i took away from the series and i've just kind of highlighted three areas well one is like a whole compound thing and then two other areas that i found spoke to me um so the first one is loss grief depression and suicide in one i know it sounds really dark but that's what um he goes through you know and sometimes we go through moments of severe sadness and so much pain from loss grief or even sometimes we go through pain from just circumstances um surrounding our lives you know that take us to deep dark places of just want to be alone the other area which i think is so cool is just exploring the relationship between tony and lisa and how you get the sense that they were really made for each other and so i'm going to talk about soulmates <laughs> it's a very lovey-dovey topic but i wanted to explore that a little bit just because in the series the way we get to learn about their relationship is she leaves him um videos talking to him that she's recorded in the you know in the hospital just before she passes and because she knows how her death will affect him she then deals with certain issues for him in terms of what he should um focus on when she's gone so we're gonna talk about that and then finally talk about healing like what does it the series kind of touches on how to heal from stuff like that and how to heal with people around you and and all of that so i'm gonna start talking about that now so um the first grief um and then what what where that has you dive into um and i and i really thought about grief and the levels of sadness people usually reach whether it's from the loss of a loved one the loss of a job financial issues um the loss of a love you know like a breakup a divorce or a separation you know um what is it that we feel that is so painful that is so painful that it's such a deep sadness that sometimes people go into depression now what i've been reading about please i'm not a doctor i'm not a therapist nothing what i've been reading about when it comes to just depression there's so many levels of it that sometimes that people i think people don't even realize they're on some kind of spectrum on the spectrum of depression because sometimes it can be masked you know you can be happy one minute and next minute you just don't want to leave the house you don't want to do what you usually do that you know brings you joy you don't want to hang out with your friends anymore um and so it looks different to different people and i always think that it's nice to to examine yourself and think what is it about how i'm feeling has that has changed from my normal um pattern or normal behavior because it can it depression can hide in happiness in laughter you go out for drinks and meals you play with your kids but deep down inside you have such a such an ache i think not i think i know i don't even think i don't know if i've ever had depression but i've been depressed where i feel so much sadness and so much pain and then where i'm grieving not just um 
you know somebody's death but grieving the loss of something a relationship a connection and things like that and i totally get like you don't want to get up in the morning you know you kind of postpone your bath you there's certain music that you're going to listen to that's kind of pity party music you know because you're kind of dwelling in this dark place and um and sometimes it can mask itself as laziness so you just think oh that person's lazy or oh, they just want to play a video sometimes people like escape and like when i said i i escape into movies i escape into television and i've i've identified why i do that and when i started doing that and i started doing that really really early i think <laughs> when i was 5 or 6 years old um you know with the things that were happening around the household at the time i would escape into television because then i could just detach i still do that to this day um i don't think it's something i want to change it's just something it comforts me and i said it last week like it comforts me oh the movie that i forgot last week and my sister reminded me coming to america that's what that was the other movie sorry okay back to the matter at hand so yeah so so even depression and sadness can look like you know you feel completely numb at 3 a.m. you can't sleep your mind is racing you think of all these things sometimes even negative thoughts um maybe even feeling sorry for yourself but at 3 p.m. at the office or at the restaurant you know you're the life of the party so that's why i think sometimes people can't think oh surely you know i'm not sad i'm not this i'm i'm okay because you can switch between um the two things so quickly and sometimes it's even bipolar you know if you if you if it's manic depression which you you literally are one end of the spectrum one day and then the next day you just don't want to get up and you don't want to do anything so um and it may show up on some days and then disappear for weeks and then come back so i think in that sense like what the series showed was you know he'd be cracking jokes but he even in talking to people he'd be so sad and filled with so much sadness and sometimes his sadness turned to anger towards other people and what tony does is he starts realizing what he feels is that he, you know because this bad thing has happened to me fine i'll just be mean to everybody else cuz i've received pain so i don't care but what happens with the whole of season 1 is that he realizes that his actions on other people the things that he says they um he sees the effect the negative effect they have on other people and you actually see him before he comes around to that realization of course right at the beginning he does talk a lot about suicide and he does contemplate suicide and i know and this is such a dark topic i'm so sorry but i think sometimes we have to think about it a friend of mine um chanda i hope you don't mind me saying your name she was doing 25 pushups for awareness um i think a couple of months ago she tagged me to do it <laughs> and i haven't done it yet <laughs> i can't do i can't not sit ups pushups sorry she did a pushup challenge i cannot do pushups guys like i seriously i do that whole crossing my leg thing i i can't do it like my arm strength is so bad um so chanda tagged me i think when you finish the 25 25 pushups 25 days um for mental health awareness and suicide awareness you're then supposed to tag somebody else to take on i'm sorry chanda i'm so sorry i will do something i just cannot do one single push up it's it's bad it's bad anyway um so back to what i was saying 
you know, suicide and the thoughts of suicide and the thought of just saying, you know, um, it's better I'm not here anymore. Um, people will be happier without me. I, I've, I've never agreed with that. I know, I know, I, I never judge people who contemplate it and actually do it because you don't know what they're going through and what that last moment in their mind when they're doing it kind of takes over. But I have so much sympathy for that. And if, if there's a way that we can talk to somebody to prevent them from doing it, I would love, you know, I would love, I think I went on to Google to just even find out if I'm talking about this, I have to have some kind of solution um, of where people can go if they're feeling so desperately sad and they're thinking suicide is the only way whether taking, you know, medication or whatever it is. I don't even want to talk about the options, but to just know that there's people qualified that you can talk to, whether just going to a mental health facility, um, going to your local clinic, um, or even going to see a therapist, you know, if you can afford some sessions, you can talk to somebody and they would be, they would know how to delve deeper into why you're feeling that way. I did find um, something called Yellow Ribbon Suicide Prevention Program, and we do have representatives here in Zambia. Um, the phone number is 0977-277-377. So if you have any family members or, or even yourself, if you've ever been feeling so overwhelmed with the world, with circumstances, finances, children, family, your job, and you just want to talk to somebody so that you don't have suicide as an option, I would recommend that you call them 0977-277-377. This is not an ad. It's not a promotion. I just found them um, on Google as someone, you know, finding something locally um, that people can reach out to and just get some help. Okay. So now that we've covered that, we come on to the next thing. So going back to why Tony then gets into this state of depression and sadness is because you learn how much he loved Lisa and how much, even from the home videos that they show, you just see this, ah, this camaraderie, this friendship, apart from them being husband and wife and having a romantic relationship, they're friends. And for me, that is so beautiful. Like when a couple is friends and they can um, joke and they can joke at each other's expense, they can watch silly things, silly programs, silly reality shows, have the same, um, and not, not literally like have the same likes or anything like that, but you can sit, even if your partner likes a certain type of movie or a certain type of show, but you can sit and enjoy it together for the sake of being together. I think that is so beautiful. And that brings me to soulmates. I believe we all have soulmates. I believe we all, I believe we have a mate or our soul. And if you're blessed enough and you know that whoever you're with, whether it's your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, um, husband, wife, and you've been able to realize and identify that this literally is the person that God made for you, I'm so grateful for you. Like, I, I love that. Like, if you can find that, it's such a beautiful thing. And if I were you, I would love on that person, call that person, tell them you love them. There are not that many people that get that opportunity 
to meet that one person who I believe was literally made for them. Circumstances, I think, in life push us into different situations. And so then you may miss the window. You may... I don't know what happens. I don't know what happens. And you never... Sometimes people never even meet that person that they were supposed to be with and they would have had such a great life with. Um, If you're blessed enough to even look into the eyes of the person that God made for you. I think that's such a blessing. Um, Someone once said to me, um, it doesn't happen. It happens maybe one in a million. And many people don't get that chance to find their soulmate, to find the person who was meant to love their soul. And that's what you get from, from this, um, from the series that's what I got from it that you know you just have that one person who is literally your twin spirit and I find that so beautiful and I'm a hopeless romantic and I believe in all that stuff and so um that's one of the things I got from that and just to encourage people to like literally love on each other so much but and I got permission from my mom to say that I called it this evening. I was like, there's something I need to say about what you said to me about how you love dad. Um, do, I, do you give me your permission to say it? She was like, yeah, no problem. My mother and my father met first year, my mom's first year at university, my dad's second year at Unza. And there's a whole beautiful story on how, how they met and all this other stuff. But they've they knew each other from then and they were totally in love and they were inseparable and da 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 they had me and got married and then had my sister um unfortunately it didn't work out when i was seven eight years old my parents um separated and eventually got a divorce now going back to when they were dating they my mother to this day loves my father like is in love with i think she's in love with my father and obviously i said before he's passed but I caught recently we were talking and she told me two things. She was like, do you know your father was so handsome, but I never told him in the many years we were together. We were dating. We were married. I never once told him that he was handsome. That I was like, what? But she always talk about how this, and she was like, I couldn't because I felt he'll get big headed. Can you imagine? And then, so today, this evening I said, did you ever tell him that you loved him? She was like, Oh no, but I, I think he knew. I said, no, 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 mom. You need to remember. Did you ever tell dad that you loved him? She was like, no. She was like, when we were dating, we would write each other letters and express how much we um, cared for each other, but we never said, I love you. And she regrets that. She regrets that she never told him that she thought he was the most handsome person in the world. She regrets that she never told him that she loved him. My, I was like, I was blown away. I was like, you didn't tell him. And you see, um, with a lot of my friends and people that I meet, I always talk about love languages. And there's a quiz that you can do online. You can Google it. Just put five, the, the five love languages and you can do a little quiz. And it will tell you your love language. And if you have... Um, a partner or something like that, a wife, husband, have them do it as well, take it as well. And you will then learn their love language. And there's also a, a quiz for children because the way we give love is based on how we want to receive it. 
So if I, one of the, for example, one of the um, love languages is um, quality time, so if, which is my top. <laughs> so if I feel like showing love is giving people my time and your love language is um, gifts and I'm giving you all this time but have never bought you a gift, you will feel like I don't love you. But I've given you the love in the way that I receive it. So in my mind, I'm like, surely if I give you all this time, I'm loving you. But you're not receiving that because you say, you see, she didn't even buy me. She didn't buy me a nice present for my birthday. She didn't buy me anything for Christmas. But I've given you my time. We've gone for dinner. We've gone for a walk. For me, I'm like, oh my gosh, we had such a great time. And so I always encourage people, find each other's love language. Find your own love language. And then don't push your love language onto somebody else even to onto your children. I've had to have my children, my two oldest, take the test so that I know what each of them, how to show them love and how they receive it, if that makes any sense. So even, even with my mom, my dad, his love language was probably, I don't know, something else. And for her, she was like, no, she said to me, I, I did stuff to show him that I love them. So which means her love language is, um, there's one called acts of service. So she did all this stuff thinking, you know, he surely knows that I love him. But then what if his love language was words of affirmation? And then she didn't say, I love you. <gasps> I'm like, did he pass away not thinking you love him? Do you know what I mean? It's just crazy. So I encourage you, find out your love language and, um, and find out your partners and your children's love language, even your parents, if they're still alive, just so that you know how they receive love, how they give love. You know, it has to be on each side. It has to be, um, in the way that that person will know that that is love for them. So yeah, so that's, yeah. So going back to Tony and Lisa, um, and then what you, what we then see is, um, um, Tony has then starts these relationships with the oddest types of people. There's a sex worker called Roxy. There's a postman called Pat. So he's postman Pat. Um, there's an, a, a, you know, the people that he works with and he just gets to know them a bit better. And he starts getting kinder because once he finds out in, during the two seasons, he starts learning more about their lives and realizes that, you know, and this is the thing we've been talking about, even with um, Chadwick Boseman, like you never know what people are going through. So just be kind, just be kind because people go through a lot of mess. Um, and like in, in season one, there's a, um, a guy called Julian who delivers, um, newspapers, but he's a drug addict and he's so sad that, he asks Tony for money so that he can go and buy drugs enough for an overdose so that he can die. And they didn't know he was that sad, you know? They just think, oh yeah, this is the guy that delivers newspapers. Um, so it's very humbling to just, you know, for me, what's been coming back around is just this message of be kind. You don't know what people are going through. Be kind. You don't know what people are going through. People may smile at you, post something on, you know, post a selfie on social media, um, talk about all the, but deep down inside they're hurting, they're hurting and they feel like they've got no one to talk to either because they'll be judged or they've put up such a face of how perfect their life is that they can't be honest and say, you know, I'm breaking inside. I'm literally 
crushed inside and what I'm putting out there is not the true picture but I need help I just need somebody to talk to I just need a hug sometimes you know so um it leads me to then say I need us to maybe not maybe we should normalize the following we should normalize asking for help and asking for what we need we should normalize not having it all together and not showing that screen of you know the smoke screen of everything is perfect my children my finances my what sometimes we just need to reach out to somebody and just share and hear back from them and maybe they may have words of encouragement advice on how to you know maneuver through that we should normalize making mistakes we all make mistakes and we we should never judge others because we've made mistakes we've we've probably done things that we would cringe the whole world knowing that we did we should normalize loving our bodies. I've had a problem with just loving my stomach recently since the twins were born. I just cannot get a handle on my stomach. But I'm like, okay, it took me nine months to stretch out to cater for two whole human beings. I shouldn't give myself such a hard time. My body was a vessel of life. Is a vessel of life. Ah, not enough gonna be a vessel of life but it is a vessel of life and it takes a toll on the body on the muscles and the skin and the tissue and everything stretches I've had three c-sections so there's scars all over the place and I need to learn to yes I'm, I'm trying to be healthier but I'm not going to punish myself to have the body I had when I was 25 I don't I don't have the muscle strength on my stomach I don't and so I'm gonna be comfortable and I'm gonna love my body and when I say be kind to other people even with saying mm, now we not meaning oh you've gained you've gained you're fat you're this it's it's really hurtful because sometimes you don't know if that person is just it's hormonal hereditary it's their genetic makeup they're on medication that they can't help they're on birth control that can't you know that they can't help they they're depressed and maybe eating too much or eating too you know their comfort food is maybe not good for them but maybe because mentally and inside they're hurting and so the so when you then go you've gained so much weight it's so insensitive because you never know why somebody's gained that weight so let's be kind um again let's let's normalize standing up for ourselves and standing up for each other and then also just letting go of things that don't serve us positively anything that's negative let's be brave enough to recognize and detach let's also normalize setting boundaries and not apologizing for them yeah okay <laughs> thank you so much i've i've gone over my 25 minutes but there's so many um there's so many things I want to leave you with. And I, I hope you watch Afterlife. I really hope you watch Afterlife. Um, you can just binge the whole thing. And I hope you take away things for yourself. If you do, please let me know. Inbox me. Message me. Just to see. Like, just so that we can just exchange notes. Maybe also you pick up something that would help me. I would really appreciate that. There's one thing that Tony says in in the what one quote that I really love and he basically he's talking to his brother-in-law Matt and they're going back and forth and talking about yeah but Lisa's not here you know but you're here and he says I would rather be nowhere with her 
than somewhere without her. I love this couple. I love this couple so much. Um, and I will leave you with this again. If you're blessed enough to still be with the one you love, who you feel is your soulmate, is your person, love them tell them you love them find out their love language find out your love language so that you can love them effectively and efficiently and abundantly and let them know every day my mom one thing i do for my mom is i i I buy her flowers because she once said to me when we went to a funeral said all these flowers we buy for dead people why don't we ever buy people flowers when they're alive so i make it a point to buy my mom flowers I make it a point to buy my mom flowers because I want to do it when she's... And sometimes I do it for no reason at all. I just go by her house and take her a bouquet of flowers. And she loves flowers so much. And that's why I just do that for her. Because that's something she loves. And I, and I never want to regret never doing something for her or saying something to her. Um, and then saying it, you know, as a tribute at, a fun- at her funeral. God, God forbid she dies. But... I want to tell her now and there's a thing going around now like give them their flowers while they're here I think it's it's metaphorical like tell people that you love them and things like that but even literally give them give people flowers while they're still here rather than crowding their grave <sighs> and as someone once told me I still say this someone said you know finding your soulmates only happens once in a lifetime and you know, breaks my heart that some people have left this earth and maybe never met their soulmate or they just never felt that kind of love. Um, I hope you all do one day. And another quote from Afterlife, this will close it out, is we're not just here for us, we're here for others. Thank you very much for listening this week. I look forward to talking and jabbering on next week. Exciting about next week. I do, um, I'm doing the podcast with my sister Chabala, Chabs. It's, I'm hoping it'll be hilarious. We're still trying to figure out the content. Um, but that's the episode for next week. So that's my first guest. So as I said, every fourth episode, it will be with my sister. We just tackle different issues. And then hopefully um, people can send in any messages and things like that just to, you know, if they relate, if it's something that they think um, think of also. But as always, you matter and live your best life. This has been Zoe. Bye.